0: Welcome to the Story Wagon Podcast, where we talk about life, story, and spiritual health. I am your host, Chaplain Jose Martinez, and you can learn more about this podcast at our website, storywagon.org. You can also show us your support on our Patreon page, so that we can continue to host this podcast and create resources that help our communities develop good spiritual health. Welcome. Today is a special episode because it is a first episode <laughs> of the StoryWagon podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the format of StoryWagon, what StoryWagon is, and what it is that I'm trying to get to g- talk about, and what do I mean by spiritual health. So StoryWagon is basically an, uh, an idea that came about um, when I was talking to a bunch of friends about spiritual health, and they didn't quite understand what spiritual health is. And so as a chaplain what I deal with is the spiritual health dimension of people's health. So whether I'm in the military context, which I am a chaplain in military, or the hospital context, which I am a hospital chaplain also, I am always talking about the same subjects about spiritual health, same issues. And the reason being that I'm wanting to bring this out to the majority of the people or whoever's listening is because I feel like as a society, we need to talk about spiritual health. And when I mean spiritual, I mean more than just religion. Yes, I am an endorsed chaplain for the Christian Church's Disciples of Christ, and I am a pastor and all that. However, when I talk about spirituality, I am meaning beyond that, beyond spirituality or beyond Christianity and getting down to the root of people's essence. And so, when i define spirituality i am talking about the essence of a person or the animating force of a person and that where they get this sense deepest sense of self right where a person's core values and and beliefs are so their core beliefs and their moral values what is it that gives them meaning in life how do they find purpose in life those are the questions that i'm asking for the things that help them see who they are in this reality. So that's why, as a chaplain, I am interested in this, and it, and what I'm trying to do is to try to help people develop a resiliency within that spiritual dom- spiritual health domain. And when I'm when I'm talking about resiliency, I'm talking about the ability to to bounce back or to 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 overcome basically, to withstand, recover, or grow from. Um, a stressor, a traumatic event, any of those things that causes a lot of change in one's life. So that's what I do as a chaplain in the hospital, in the military, and this is what I try to bring to practice whenever I'm out everyday life, when I'm talking to people, with people, Um, because it doesn't matter where I go. I'm always a chaplain. (laughs) That's my calling in life. That's what I do. And so whether I'm at the gym, uh, at the martial arts gym, uh, talking with people or things like that, I am there for them as that. So we have a saying in military chaplaincy, uh, we're pastor to some people, but we're chaplain to all. So it doesn't matter whether they're a member themselves or they're the family, we are there to be uh, a chaplain for them, a friend. So when I'm talking about spirituality and spiritual health, you're probably thinking, well, what are the issues that we're talking about? Are we talking about depression or anxiety or things like that? Yes and no. Anxiety and depression, those are diagnosable things. They're in that DSM-5. You go to a, uh, a doctor, medical doctor, licensed counselor, or a licensed social worker to deal with those issues. Uh, what I'm talking about is uh, may co- go hand in hand with those things. So the spiritual health issue. So one of the things that we'll be talking a lot on this program about is grief. How do we go through grief? And grief is more than just grief itself. There's different types of grief. There's complicated grief. There's anticipatory grief. There's there's all types of different grief depending on what's being lost, um, which we should think about as a community and a society as a whole to talk about because there are so much changes that are going on in our society. And because of grief, it, it makes us act in ways, right? So we're not defined by behavior, but be, our behavior is a communication to others to let them know what's going on inside of us. So whether we are in a depressive state, maybe there is depression, what is their grief behind it? Did this person have a significant change in their life? And sometimes they're not related. You know, sometimes it's just um, a complete um, chemical change in a person's brain that causes that. However, but we're not looking at that. We're looking at the spiritual side. If a person's going through something like that, whether if they have a loved one that is in hospice care and dying from cancer or whether a person has a loved one that's in a long-term care facility because they are dealing with um, dementia or any other cognitive um, impairment. There, there may be a person lost a job. That is grief in itself and that change. And what's causing uh, the change in their socioeconomic status? We We have to talk about that. There's grief in there. So those are, like, that's one of the subjects that we'll be talking about, and I'll be bringing in a lot of people, different people with different experiences, mainly chaplains, um, not just Christian chaplains, but Muslim chaplains, Jewish chaplains, people that I have connections with that are in this profession, in addition to other professionals like doctors, uh, firefighters, um, and other professions that deal with spiritual health issues. Um. And one of the things that I am closely attached to when concerning different subjects within spiritual health, and we're going to be talking a lot about it here, is uh, this idea of moral injury, which is another spiritual health issue. So the way that uh, moral injury is defined by the Veterans Affairs is like psychological trauma. Moral injury is a construct that describes extreme and unprecedented life experience, including the harmful aftermath of the exposure of such events events are considered morally injurious if they transgress deeply held moral beliefs and expectations so that's from the the VA they've done a lot of um in, you know sh- study in this subject because of the amount of war that we've been in as a nation and the amount of people that have gone over to combat zones and come back and i've had a lot of experience from that and i've heard a person say that moral injury is a modern term to an ancient issue. So moral injury has always been around, but it's just been recently defined. And one of the founding people who coined this term, his name is uh, Dr. Shea, who is a uh, psychiatrist um, that has done a lot of research. He wrote a book called um, Achilles in Vietnam and also wrote a follow-up called Odysseus in America, talking about moral injury. There's other people that have wrote, written about extensively about moral injury. Um, Dr. Rita Nakashima-Brock is one of the people that, who I'm personally familiar with and enjoy her work. Uh, she wrote something called Soul Repair, which describes what it is that we're getting at. So one of the things that I'm bringing up into the topic is that moral injury extends far beyond the military, extends far beyond the soldier the airman, the Marine, the sailor. Everyday life, everyday people like you listening to this podcast in your neighborhoods, your neighbors, they perhaps could be dealing with moral injury. Now, I'm a facilitator. I was trained in my hospital uh, as a facilitator of trauma-informed care. And from that experience, we understand that 99.9% of people experience trauma of some sort. They're, they're dealing with a traumatic event. And what I hypothesize is that trauma and post-traumatic stress go hand-in-hand hand with moral injury. So if you've gone through an experience that's very traumatic, more than not, you would have moral injury with that. So for instance, one of the things that, um, that we talk about with moral injury is something that transgresses deeply held moral beliefs and expectations – so there are three ways that a person can experience this. They can experience this as the perpetrator, whether they act through commission or act through omission. So, for instance, when I say that, is I have many people and many friends that are in different professions, and one of them happens to be a lawyer, and they were explaining about a case where they were defending a insurance company. And with that... Um, there was this person suing the insurance company and the lawyer in his in their mind thought this person deserves this however i'm here to defend my client and he knew that the the person that was suing their lawyer wasn't arguing for the right thing and therefore that person was going to lose he knew if he said to the his colleague that was on the other side of the aisle to say, hey, you really should be looking at this versus that, uh, would have helped that individual to get the money that they needed. However, they decide not to say something, and therefore they won. And so months, months later, they come to me and they say, Jose, I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm like, oh, okay, well, why do you think that's, that's going on what What do you think about when you're sleeping, And then they told me about this event, and I'm saying, "Well, you're struggling with moral injury, you're feeling the guilt about that, um, because one of the things as an individual, you know you may you may value as saying people who deserve things need to get things, and justice needs to be done, and if there's an injustice done, that crosses a moral value. Then there are the victims who deal with moral injury so of course perhaps something might have happened to you and it crosses those values that you've held deeply that everybody deserves dignity or some things in those in that nature could be some of the values that you could be dealing with and then there's the witness so a person looking on a traumatic event and wanting to do something but they can't do anything so a lot of times this happens a lot in people who are dealing with domestic violence. I say domestic violence because you have the perpetrator, you usually have a victim, or you definitely have a victim, and you usually have a witness. Sometimes it's children. And so children carry on that trauma and the moral injury that comes with that trauma throughout their whole life. And perhaps sometimes they even perpetrate the same or get into the same relationships as they experienced as a trauma, uh, as a child. So, if we don't give some vocabulary to this, people may still f- carry on this guilt, this shame uh, along with their lives. And so, with the podcast, what I'm hoping is that we can help in that conversation. For instance, as I'm talking about this moral injury and talking it along with uh, trauma and post PTSD, well, what are the differences? Well, PTSD, again, it's a mental health issue. It is in the DSM-5. It can be diagnosable. Um, they're, they're ca- it's categorical, what we call a categorical issue. So um, there are different symptoms and things like that that clinicians look at to find exactly what it is that they need to treat So, within the PTSD. Um, so an event happens to a person. And the emotions that usually go along with that traumatic event with PTSD is usually fear or horror, you know. And there is psychological arousal that happens after this traumatic event that allows them to to re-experience this event. So like a sight, a smell, a taste, whatever, is triggering them to get this psychological arousal to be hypervigilance, to be uh, really aggressive or, you know, to have that response of flight, fright, or freeze to happen. And that's because they've lost this sense of safety. They've lost this sense of safety. And what we need to provide whenever people are being treated, what, what what's, what's trying to be uh, needed to be healed is that sense of security that they are safe. On the other hand, moral injury, it is what we call a dimensional issue. A dimensional issue. It is a spiritual health issue, right? It's not a mental health. It's a spiritual health issue. Now, it doesn't mean that it won't affect mental health because often it does. So spiritual health issues affect mental health, but moral injury is not a mental health issue. It is a spiritual health issue. And so some of the things like that happen, the emotions that happen after this event is guilt, shame, betrayal, you know, those type of emotions. So... PTSD is a fear-based issue while moral injury is a shame-based issue. And there's no psychological arousal that happens with moral injury. It just kind of sits there and burns in the back of a person's brain. So with PTSD, people might have nightmares and wake up in the middle of the night. With moral injury, what it does it keeps you up at night. It's the thing that's ruminating in the back of your head that won't allow you to sleep. And what's lost in moral injury is trust. Right? With PTSD, it's safety. With moral injury, it's trust. And what's needed to heal from that is forgiveness. And forgiveness is a spiritual health issue. It is not a mental health issue. So, That is just an example of something that we can talk about here on the podcast and what we will be talking about. And StoryWagon, we are trying many different things to bring out that information, giving resources for free to organizations, um, whether they be nonprofits, whether they be churches, um, spiritual communities, or just neighborhoods in general. Because this work takes all of us. It's not just ordained clergy members or people who are really into their spiritual community. It takes everyone to be on this healing path. So why am I talking about this in particular dimension? Well, and I said I want to help people develop resiliency. And we, we need to develop resiliency in all areas of wellness. So I, what I use is um, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Um, if you go to, and it's shortened as SAMHSA.org, they give the eight dimensions of wellness in a person's life. And those dimensions are the emotional, which we're talking about emotions, we're talking about and connective relationships, whether you can connect to people uh, we're talking about inter- environmental, your surroundings, where you live, how you live, you know, that sort of thing. We're talking about financial wellness, being able to maintain, um, uh, you know, a job to bring in resources for you to survive. We're looking at the intellectual or mental health, uh, recognizing ways to for your brain to create or just the status of it, whether you're dealing with Issues such as depression, anxiety, things like that. We're looking at occupational, where you work or if you have a job. Physical, looking at your physical health. Are you exercising? And not only that, you're outside of your body, but what's inside your body? What are you putting inside your body? So the food and things like that. We're talking also about social wellness, uh, your connection, uh, belonging to groups or you know things like that. Uh, whether you have a support system. And then then the final one is the spiritual health. And that's where I dwell. That's one of the things I specialize in. And then so when we're talking about spiritual health, it connects to each and every other of those dimensions. As I said, moral injury is connected to PTSD a lot. You know, that's a mental health issue. Uh, but there are things that spiritual, uh, that that affects your physical health, that affects your financial health, your emotional health. Everything that we talk about, all these different dimensions are interconnected. And so what I'm focusing on is bringing about that 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 conversation of spirituality and, and the spiritual uh, dimension. Because we have an adversity to talk about spiritual issues. And with the definition that I gave earlier, it's r- well and broad but we've associated spirituality with religion and again religion is just one venue of uh of practice of spirituality there are other things out there and we'll bring in people who will talk to the to those specific things so I'm what I'm hoping throughout this whole podcast that you'll see that there is a diversity and a plurality of people that I have not only just in religion but also in gender and socioeconomic ways and things like that. And it's just people that I have brought and made connections with out there while I personally practice this stuff myself. So so if you have questions, um, please contact us. Um, You can go to our website, storywagon.org, or email us, storywagon, It's W-A-G-E-N, at gmail.com. Now, one of the questions you might have right now is why the spelling of wagon W-A-G-E-N? Well, if you know anything about German, it's actually Wagen, Story Wagen. <laughs> but we say Story wagon. Uh, I, I, we ride in a VW bus, and my VW bus is basically a, um, a studio, a recording studio, where I want to interview people of their stories of, in particular, moral injury. And so, um, so that's where the idea of storywagging coming from, because stories help the healing process. When we know each other's stories, we can start healing. Um, sometimes people have kept their pain to them, all by their lonesome. And we can be that community together. We can be that listening center, and from that listening, we can develop resources to help our neighbors to be on that path of healing. So contact us, whether you have a question about something or a topic that you want to hear about. And uh, we'll get back to it. Um, What I'm hoping is to put out at least one episode a month. So I put this out on a Thursday, the last Thursday of the month. Um, Every last Thursday of each month, there will be uh, a podcast out. Um, talking about some sort of spiritual health issue in connection to another dimension of health. So, for instance, next month, we're going to be talking with Reverend and Chaplain Veronica Fala, who is a colleague of mine, and we'll be talking about not only romantic relationships, but uh, friendships, any kind of relationship that you have. What does it look like to have a healthy relationship? So on that note, we are getting close to the end. So each podcast will be at least 30 minutes, the main ones. If you have a question, I feel like, you know, I need to address it right away, or there could be some intermittent uh, podcast coming through with questions and focusing on that question, um, or I could make a whole topic on that. And, but they're going to be 30 minutes long, so I know you, your time is precious, my time is precious, and only that's why I'm only doing one a month because – well, I work, <laughs> so and and I don't make money from this. Uh, but if you want to help support on that, uh, you can go to our um, Patreon page. And just type in StoryWagon. You can help us there. Um, we'll be starting a Kickstarter campaign here shortly um, for our moral injury project that we're going to be doing, where we're going to record people's stories about moral injury. Um, in addition, uh, I do um, seminars, so. Um, If you want or would like for me to come out to your faith community or your nonprofit group or just your community group, just let me know, um, storywagon at uh, gmail.com, and uh, I'll come out. Um, We can talk about trauma-informed care. We can talk about uh, moral injury. We can talk about any of that stuff. I have presentations on those things. So with that note, we're coming to a close. And I want to give my thanks to people out there. First, I want to give thanks to Primary Color Music. They are the ones that um, that provided us with the music, so primarycolormusic.com. Sam Billen is the guy. Man, good friend, just good dude. Um, <laughs> go check out his stuff on his website. Also, I want to thank uh, the National Bell Association, which is a, a ministry of the disciples of Christ. If it wasn't for them... Story Wagon wouldn't even be kicking off right now. Um, they provided me with a lot of resources to, to try to get started. And if you're interested, go to NBAcares.org. And on their website, they have the information of what it is that they do and what kind of things that they support. And a lot of people are doing a lot of great things that are outside of traditional church. So if you're a person within that, that belief system and you want to see what's out there to be done differently – Go to the website, look at some of the stuff that they are providing. So, and my final thank you is to you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share uh, with you, uh, with my friends, um, to come out here with this information about spiritual health. And so on that note, this is Chaplain Jose Martinez wishing you good spiritual health.